Thank you for choosing to listen to the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. We are thrilled to be sponsored by Vincere, a global ATS system that truly transforms the experience of every single user in the recruitment industry. We are also really proud to be partners to Needy, the bespoke gift matching service using psychology and AI to, to remove boring gifts and experiences. We'll tell you more about them later in the show. And we are also very proud to partner Inclusion Crowd, the diversity and inclusion specialist for the recruitment industry, something that you all need to know about. But again, more information later on in the show. Thank you for choosing to listen. Remember to click the subscribe or follow button so you'll be alerted to any new episodes that we release on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. But enough of this, let's jump into this week's guest. On this next episode for the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast, I'm joined with somebody who has definitely been alongside me for a very long time in my rectorate career, not least because we're a similar age. We're both from a Jewish heritage background, both working mums, and we've both worked in the recruitment industry for a similar amount of time. This is Danny Novak, and she is the founder and director of Mercury Search, who are a global firm. And during this episode, we talk about a multitude of things, and I guarantee that by the end of this, you'll be covered in goosebumps. We talk about how she unintentionally became what we would now call a thought leader, but very early on in her recruitment career, she became an industry leader and how you listening now can elevate yourself where you're seen as much more than just a recruiter. She also gives some advice to those recruiters listening or leaders listening who are thinking of developing an international proposition, some of her advice around what you should and shouldn't do. And then most importantly, we talk about what she thinks the best recruiters look like in terms of behaviours and mindset. I promise you, you're in for a very high energy, very succinct and very valuable episode. So without further ado, let's jump in to the episode. This is Leisha Holmes and I'm your host on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast and I am beyond excited to welcome to our global audience today somebody that I've known I think for the best part of my rectorate career actually in fact <laughs> we we collide in many many ways not least on our Jewish heritage the fact that we're, we're both warrior working moms but also the fact that we're deeply passionate about best recruitment practice this is Danny Novick and she is the director of Mercury Research welcome to you today Danny how are you? Thank you, Leisha. I'm really excited to join you on this. Um, you know, you've, you've always led the way in pioneering good recruitment practices. So I'm excited to have a chat with you about what that looks like in this day and age. Absolutely. Now, there'll be plenty of people who don't let you know who you are. I'm sure they'll be avidly clicking away at you on LinkedIn. So for those who aren't yet familiar with yourself and Mercury Research, give us an overview of who you are and what you do. I've had the privilege of working in recruitment for 25 years. Mercury was established in 2000 to um, recruit specifically for the print and packaging industries, which are the fifth largest industries in the world. We are global recruiters and the market leaders in these particularly large sectors. Um, and we're very fortunate to have become key suppliers, not just of people, but um, of, of, of thought and ideas to our customers um, over the years. So um, I've thoroughly enjoyed my career. I've learned a lot and developed a lot and worked with some of the best recruiters in the industry. You really do. And that was a beautiful, succinct introduction to what you do. And actually, it leads very nicely into my first question, which is, if I think about you as an individual and as somebody that inspires, you know, other recruit recruitment leaders like myself, 
you always set yourself apart quite early on as an industry leader not just a recruitment leader and what my what I mean by that is that you were recognized by your customers as somebody that and I don't want to use the term thought leader because I do, I do think it's quite an overused marketing term now but quite literally somebody that would inspire and educate and be knowledgeable for your actual industry and I think we are at a pivotal point in our industry as a recruitment sector where there are plenty of recruiters out there who are trying to differentiate themselves, not just being a supplier to their industry, but actually become immersed in their industry. So, I mean, can you just explain a little bit about how what you did, because this is in way before it was like a thing as part of personal branding, but how can recruiters listening elevate themselves within their industry to become a, an industry leader? In 2022, Vincere joined forces with the Access Group. Vincere has always spoken openly about their ambition to becoming the recruitment operating system by partnering with a heavyweight who shares their vision of providing a single operating system for the front, middle and back office of recruitment firms. There are now no limits as to how far Vincere can take the platform and the experience they provide to their customers. Vincere will become the flagship CRM within Access Recruitment's portfolio of products. Same people, same platform, but with way more firepower. Now, Vincere is offering an exclusive deal for listeners of the Recruiters Recruitment podcast. If you want to know more information, send me a DM and we can introduce you. It's funny that you should say it is what we did. It, it was never a conscious decision in terms of doing. It was showing or, or actually taking a genuine interest in the people that we work with. Mm -hmm. Now, I say people because whether it's a client or it's a candidate, you are, although on a recruitment level, dealing with people's hopes and dreams. Now, that could be, and, and, and how they put food on the table for their family. That could be the business owner who has built his small business into a now multi-billion pound empire and is listing it or the individual who's starting their career and working their way up. Mm -hmm. And so importantly is moving away from the transaction that often recruitment can be. So, you know, yes, ultimately we, we all want to place somebody, but if we try and understand that person's actual key drivers and objectives, whether that be a business's objectives and key drivers or uh, a, a candidate's key objectives and drivers, it sets you in a much better position. So often our recruiters are trying to fill a job and are so focused on the very narrow parameters of that job that they miss out on great opportunities of who the candidate represents. And in doing so, they also deny their clients the opportunity to expand what, you know, our clients come up with a job spec, for instance. And actually, what we're trying to understand is what the job function needs to achieve. Mm. Because often what they're specking up has no relevance to what the job needs to achieve. And it can help us as recruiters to broaden, to push them to, you know, again, get them to, to justify why that, why, why do we need somebody who's been doing it in exactly this way if what we're trying to achieve is innovation or, or development. So questioning further, trying to digest that information, not rushing, sitting with it for a while, seeing how you can help people achieve their objectives, not fill a job, not place a candidate, but achieve their objectives will enable you to build a talent pipeline for your clients, but also will become a trusted advisor to the candidates. And irrespective of what market you're in, 
if you are in touch with the best talent, you'll know this yourself, Leisha, because you are. So if you're in touch with the best talent, you are invariably the person that your clients will call, that your candidates will want to be in touch with for their next career moves. So it, 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 it naturally differentiates you without trying to do anything. Yeah, I, I'm so pleased that you've you've started your answer there with that you weren't trying to do that, because actually just I, I want to make a separate point here that I think that's where the LinkedIn creator sort of profile has swarmed and swamped the market with those that are calling themselves and self-proclaiming themselves as industry leaders it's not about you setting that so like it's where you become it by all the actions that you've taken so I just I do just want to make that point because I think there's been quite a lot of disingenuous people claiming to be but I think it's not something that you proclaim to be I think it's where other people come to <laughs> I see you as that industry I just want to make and I'm not being petty I'm not being facetious but I think it's really important to yeah. to to make that point and you did make that point very succinctly and what you've said there actually you know, we are on, I said at the start, you know, we're, we're at this pivotal moment in, in the recruitment industry. And as we go into what will be a very challenging year in 2023 because of the economy, because of, you know, the, the, the recession, interest rates, you know, things that are out of our control as recruiters, what we can control is the way that we engage with our customer, whether that's a client or a candidate. And I love that you've consistently as a business and as, a, as an individual, clearly, and all the people that work with you, what you're doing is how recruitment should be done, which is you are immersing yourself through the questions you ask. You, you talked about asking the right questions, probing, you know, really challenging the client and ensuring that that what you think that job brief is or what that need is actually is that realistic? Is that where you're going to bring the best talent in? I love I loved your answer, Danny, because that's how recruitment should be. It should. It, uh, it, it really should. We shouldn't be order takers. We should be adding value. Mm. And um, if we're not changing the way things are done or doing something a little bit different then we they, they may as well outsource to artificial intelligence um and 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 get linked into profile candidates and just send them through so we have to um be adding that little bit more and fighting you know it's it especially at the moment it's a war so fighting on behalf of our clients fighting on behalf of our candidates um, highlighting the things that need to be highlighted, saying the things that go unsaid, particularly in the UK market. So um, there, there is so much opportunity to add value as a recruiter, um, particularly in a recession where money is tight mm. and there's nothing as expensive as misfilling a role. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so that doesn't get talked know, about, does it? The no, time of no. life, you know, that the cost to hire gets talked about, but not actually making the wrong hire. It's... yeah so catastrophic because it could then have a real snowball effect internally with other people then going well hang on I don't want to be here either and actually mm. I want to make a point because some people might not be familiar with the intricacies of your business but you are without a shadow of a doubt a business that has invested heavily in technology and utilizing it to our advantage but without compromising the human element which is basically yeah. what and again I don't want to sound cheesy but I think that's where you know, we've both got a very long career in recruitment. And I think the reason we've endured and the reason that we're both we're both still successful and in being innovative is that we've never lost the human element to it. Well, the human element is absolutely key to what we do. You do need the technology to support you to, to make sure that you're not missing out. But it's making those connections, hearing the unsaid in somebody's voice, the hesitation or the underlying excitement that, 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 that you can't get through technology. So that constant connection, actually speaking to people, engaging with people on a one-on-one -on -one basis, and that is with your clients, with your candidates, but even as a recruiter, 
the human element is something that we cannot overlook. You know, we, as a business, we've invested heavily in um, technology, but nowhere near as heavily as we continue to invest in training, development, wellness, because this is a tough job. Um, you know, there are the, 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 the call centers are full of recruiters that just couldn't make it. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's a, a, a job that comes up for a lot of abuse. It's a job that is affected so quickly by economic change and um, by, by, by general mood because you're constantly having to feed the energy of your clients, your candidates in order to succeed. So the first investment any recruitment needs to make is in themselves. Yeah, and look after yourself and, and make sure that the cup that you are filling the client's cup from and the candidate's cup from is always full. And that means reading. It means um, understanding the market, the implications that are, you know, the, the, if, if interest rates increase, what does that mean for my clients? Yeah. And how's it going to affect them? And how's it going to affect me? Well, how's it going to affect my candidates? And so just having a little bit of a think about the, the, the wider culture and what that does to your client and candidate base is so important and also to yourself and looking after yourself. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, you make all the points that I would hope that a leader would be saying because it's the cascade effect, isn't it? Looking after yourself is absolutely paramount because no one else can be, no one else can make you feel better about yourself. So that's absolutely fine. Yeah. Actually, you, you, you do make a really good point there that I think some of the best recruiters out there do go above and beyond by immersing themselves through reading, you know, through asking those questions. But actually, we are not order takers. I love that you use that expression because we're, we're so much more, you know, not, not hello client can I have a job please what job do you need it's what how are things go back a step don't be afraid to ask mm. bigger, broader questions how does the recession affect your business what do you do to protecting your business what are the potential implications if inflation and interest rates continue to rise what happens if the war in Ukraine continue you know these are the sorts of questions you should be having with your customers whatever your sector because mm. that will get you closer and I bet you other recruiters won't be asking those questions so I'm really pleased that we we sort of covered that off I mean you you've worked globally for a long time and obviously you've you know built your built, built, your, built your business from the UK so there will be a lot of recruiters listening now as we start a new financial year that will be thinking right gosh you know the UK market might shrink continue to shrink there might not be the same opportunity it's very congested it's saturated there's lower fees there's higher fees abroad all of these things we're not teaching you anything you don't already know if you're listening and, and you're already thinking that but there are lots of things to consider if you're going to go internationally around cultural differences of recruiting in the different part of the globe logistics fees how to set up commercial terms so can you just give us a few tips of if it's a whether it's a leader or a recruiter listening of what you would recommend if they were to start today and, and launch into an international market what should their checklist be the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast is thrilled to be partnering with Inclusion Crowd. Inclusion Crowd put the D into diversity, but do it disruptively. We love that. Really reflecting what we're about. I was introduced to Inclusion Crowd back in 2020, and I've been absolutely blown away with what they're doing to totally transform the recruitment and hiring sector. They believe at Inclusion Crowd that companies should be reflective of society and that no matter who you are listening now, you have a story to tell. You have a contribution to make. An Inclusion Crowd educates you in allowing your voice to come out and share that story, but doing it in a way that educates your colleagues and your customers equally. Inclusion Crowd 
like the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast, has clients all over the world and they specialise in our industry. What we all want to do together is to maintain best practice and to raise industry standards to enable us to attract and retain the best talent, but doing so inclusively and with true diversity. By doing this, by accomplishing a true EDI policy within your business, you will also retain the top talent as well as attract new talent, which is a win-win for everybody listening, making more profitable business and a much better industry, higher regard, highly regarded. Inclusion Crowd are also the official awarding body for the Inclusion and Diversity Certification Mark within recruitment. We are so proud to be assisting and partnering Inclusion Crowd. If you want to know more information, please click on the link in this episode and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when you do so. Now, back to the episode. Well, it, it actually, stop prevaricating, don't create the biggest checklist and go to it because it's a huge market and one that is very open for a long time. Headhunting was illegal in Benelux. So um, it's not a culture that is accustomed to being headhunted, Belgium, Netherlands, Luxembourg, but that transfers into France as well. Now, it's not illegal for us. It was never illegal for us. Um, and so being headhunted, they, they're very open to approach. You learn so many different cultures and the, the, the overriding thing is that, yes, there are different cultures and there are different ways of doing business, but we are all human and you're going to get it wrong. You're going to make a faux pas and insult. Um, uh, you're always going to insult the French. Um, you're going to be too waffly for the Germans. You, but you'll learn as you go along. The thing to remember is that you are human, too. And when you get it wrong, the best thing you can do is just say, I'm sorry, this is new to me. Yes. Help explain it to me. Help explain how you work. Now, if you are recruiting globally and you are recruiting for an organization in that country from a, um, a logistics or a legal standpoint, you really do need to rely upon them um, about contractual terms and uh, employment law because it differs greatly. And it, I mean, it's easily referenced. You can find, I mean, French employment law, for instance, is incredibly complex and uh, favors the employee really, really heavily. Um, but it's something that, especially if you're recruiting in France for, and you're looking for a French person, the French will tell you what they want and what they require. And if you're recruiting a French person in France for a Chinese company, for instance, then you will have to work really closely with your client. But there are definitely, I mean, there's a wide network of consultants that will help you set up uh, contracts and any legal documents you need. You know, for instance, in Germany, there's a lot of legislation around um ownership of of any accidents that may happen on a, a manufacturing site for instance and so when somebody's taking on a senior level role it's a real commitment um so you'll learn but learn as you go along you don't need to build the bank of knowledge in the hope that you will ultimately place go and place and learn as you go along and show a willingness and openness to new information and very quickly you'll find that people will fall into step to help you along the way because people do and your successful outcome will result in not just your fees being increased, but your client being happy with the right candidate and your candidate on their next step in their career journey. So yeah. you're not alone at any point in the process. That's what's so beautiful about recruitment. We are not alone. We yeah. work in conjunction with our clients, with our candidates and, and the wider community. This is true. I love that pragmatic answer. I really do. And that's clearly why you've been so successful. I think there's a lot of fear around doing something new and something different, but sometimes you just have to do it. You know, mm. that's 
that's the reality but I think that's really useful advice and actually a lot of what you've already answered sort of leads me very nicely onto something that I think you are definitely also an expert in in that you have said you know you set your business up 20 odd years ago and you've hired recruiters you've seen recruiters develop through your business what would you say a successful recruiter looks like now in terms of behaviors particularly rather than experience what what would you look for if you were hiring in tomorrow um well, I mentioned openness. What I mean by openness is the, 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 the behaviors of a successful recruiter are one that um, is con constantly looking to learn, to grow, to develop. Now, I believe we do need good communication skills and that are, th those are verbal skills because I'm a firm believer in having conversations. And it's interesting because so often we kind of forego a conversation for the email or the WhatsApp or the text and um, so much is lost in that. So I look for a good communicator but where I have somebody who is perhaps not the best communicator, but they are completely open to learning, mm. well, then there's another area that they can learn. Yeah. So it's the, it's the openness to development. In the current climate, you need a level of bravery. Now, I say bravery beyond resilience because you can only get resilient at the point of being knocked down and having to get back up again. Yeah. We need to be brave. We need to actually firmly believe that we add value, identify where we add value and be brave enough to turn business away and be bold enough to know that our value will, will, will out. I mean, I, I, I've been through a number of recessions and it's, it's, it's hard because you've got the media going on at you and you've got your clients going on at you and there's major fee pressure. But the reality is if you decide to work on bad business, yeah on business where your services are not valued, where you are being undercut on fees, where ultimately those businesses will take you down with them. Yeah. Work with people who value you. If your revenues go down, but you are still working with trusted people who continue to value you, their business will ride the, the, the recession, so will yours. You'll yeah. come out stronger for it. Um, so be brave, <laughs> buckle in. <laughs> no, and, and I'm nodding away frantically for anyone that's not watching on, on, on YouTube, because everything that you've said there is, is true and it's within your reach. You know, I think working with like-minded people is the, is the key to success in any environment, in any culture and in any, any economic conditions. And, you know, I've worked through, unfortunately, uh, you know, more than one recession as well. And I think, everything that I learned during those recessions, I'm hoping I've set myself my stall out. And I think bravery never really gets talked about because this is a challenging job. It's difficult. Um, I do just want to go back and make, you know, almost make the point again that you've just said there about recruiters who rely a lot on email and WhatsApp. I mean, I'm a WhatsApp queen. However, I do that just to, you know, touch base. It might just be a couple of touch points in a process, but I would never give feedback on a WhatsApp. I would never prep on a WhatsApp. I would never manage a process you know an off negotiation because you can't hear you can't use your intuition I think I want to that was something that we talked about a little bit earlier on that as a human being you have intuition whatever your level of emotional intelligence is and and you can there's a lot that you can learn by what's not being said but asking those questions and you can't pick that up there's no intonation on written word it's only ever when it's verbal and spoken we are so proud to be partners of needy the gifting revolution. Here at Key Recruitment, we absolutely love to send out bespoke gifts to our new place candidates to welcome them in their new jobs, but also as an extra special thank you to clients or when a team is celebrating something really special. 
But to be honest, we were really fed up with dull or mediocre gifts that you could just buy on the high street that didn't really reflect who we are at key recruitment as a business. This is why we chose Needy. Needy source sustainably from the UK's best independent businesses, offering the most perfect array of bespoke gifts and experiences too. So no more boring bottles of plonk or rubbish boxes of chocolates. This is how you make your customers day with a gift that really matters and shows that you really want to do something special for them. For more information on how psychology and AI forming to make the best gift experience for you, click on the link and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when ordering. Now, back to the episode. And as a race, to be honest, Lisa, we continually dumb down our intuition to the point that we're almost getting to extinguish it. Intuition is, well, they say it's your gut, your, 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 your gut instinct. It is actually something, I think of it as a muscle. And the more that you trust your intuition and you go with how you feel about a situation, the stronger that instinct grows. Yes. And sometimes you feel silly, but you know anybody in recruitment will kind of get a feeling of when it's right. They know when it's right. And they also know when it's wrong or the candidate starts ghosting them or there's something. And the advice that I give to all of my uh, team is, what does your gut say? Mm. Believe in it. And you know what? If your gut is wrong, that's easily, um, e- easily overcome. But there's nothing lost in following your intuition on building on. It's also something that nobody can teach you mm. and nobody can take away from you. So it's a key identifier. It sets you apart from everybody else. Mm. No, I totally agree. This has been really, really useful because that's something that is has, is never going to be wrong. It's never. It's very, very rarely wrong. I should, I should say. Mm. Somebody who's mm. lived, lived quite a long life. This has been so valuable, and I'm so pleased that we finally made it because we've tried. We've we've tried to get this. We tried. <laughs> it's taken about a year. <laughs> it has. It has. We got there in the end. That's wonderful. And you know, I really wish you all the very best for 2023. I hope that you you continue to thrive as you always do and pioneer because you've always been a pioneer and, and innovative in everything that you do as a human being, Danny. You're just remarkable. Thank you, Alicia. Well, I look forward to working with you again in uh, 2023 finding the best uh, talent and to all the recruiters out there you know as tough as the career as this is uh, it is also a very privileged one and something that I'd like to say to industry leaders or, or to recruiters who are just starting out that in no other job will you get as involved in people's hopes dreams desires it's a really privileged position and it's so varied there is so much to be made of this wonderful career that I hope people recognize the privilege that we have in not only making a lot of money, I mean, it's a profitable career, but in being instrumental in, I mean, our, our, my colleagues turn around and say, we build businesses. We absolutely build careers and we build businesses. And um, it's not arrogant if you believe it and you're in it for the greater good. So good luck with all of it. Have a great 2023 and uh, look forward to working with you soon. Yeah, definitely. I'm covered in, in goosebumps because I genuinely <laughs> believe that we are privileged to do the job that we do. We're, we're changing people's lives, whether mm. that's building businesses or whether that's moving people on in their careers. So the, I couldn't have put it better myself. What a beautiful way to finish this episode of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. <laughs>